Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys for joining us. And before we get started doing anything today, Happy New Year. This is the first uh, first radio show of the brand new year. And my very first guest of the new year is Kim Souza, who is director of women's ministry, I guess, or of the women's clothes closet. Let me put it another way. She's running the women's clothes closet and doing an amazing job. But before we get started, as far as the new year goes, there are challenges every time that that you wake up. Every time, every day, every moment, there are challenges. And so are there challenges that we are going to be facing in 2024? Absolutely. And do they grow every day? Yes, they do. But the one and inalterable fact is the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord, he is Savior, and at the Union Gospel Mission, the truth that we hang on to is that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because it is salvation for those who will believe. So if you have any doubts about who we are, what we do, is we're going to try to uh, clear up a little bit of what we do and how we do it, but what we believe, Kim, myself, everybody at the mission, just so you know, we believe in the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We believe that you are saved by grace through faith, and this not of yourself. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. We believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. We believe that that from the time that Adam first took a bite of the forbidden fruit and sin and death entered into the world, that not only are we accountable for that, but all the sins that we have done ourselves. And yet, there was only one answer, because God is holy and he is sovereign. He is love, but he is also wrath. And to satisfy that, in a holy, just God, all that could be done is it be paid for. Not overlooked, not just erased because you feel like that, but it had to be paid for. And so on the loving and the just side of all that equation, into eternity, the Lord God Almighty, Father of the universe and of the Trinity, chose his Son to come to die, to live a righteous life, to resurrect from the grave, that all who will believe can be justified, not by their righteousness, not by their works, but by the sacrifice of Christ, who is God incarnate, the Son. So God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. I hope that there's no mistaking who we are. There's no other way into heaven, no other religion, no other God can do this for you, only the one true living God. May his name forever be praised. So, having said that, 
I know the weather is kind of cold. Maybe Mm. it's damp sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get depressed. But don't. Remember that that as as, uh, God told Joshua as he entered into the promised land that his servant Moses had died, and he said, but remember to do everything I taught my, my servant Moses. Be courageous. Be very courageous. Don't look to the right or to the left, but to remember to do all the statutes that he had given us. And remember that if you are saved by grace, it also means that it's that same grace that will hold on to you through eternity. So we're looking for a brand new day, that day when all sin and death will be eradicated, when there will be no temptation, there will be no sin, because we will be in eternal glory with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So Kimberly, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kim Souza. I'm the Women's Outreach Coordinator at the Union Gospel Mission. So how long you been there? I am celebrating my second year. Yeah, I'm working on my third now. Yes, you I, are. I, I passed my second and working on the third. So. Okay, now that's an interesting uh, choice of words, celebrating. <laughs> uh, have you always been celebrating <laughs> that, that you're there? Yes. I, I I love my job. I love having the ability to go out and minister to women, to uh, share hope with them, to help them through some of their hardships, to listen to their stories. And there are stories, let me tell you. Oh. It is. It's an honor and a privilege. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's not easy. It can uh, be wrought with tragedy and trauma and and seemingly impossibilities, uh, looking the lens of the world but when i look through the lens of my father and savior there's there's so much hope for them and i can share that with them daily yeah there're not a lot of jobs that on a daily basis may bring you to tears this is one of them is it not it it can it can there's been some pretty hard cases of late that have moved me and uh I'm working on on that, but honestly, I, I don't think tears are wrong. I think tears are oh, no, I don't showing either. compassion, and and I don't ever want to get to the point where I don't shed a tear or two, as long as I don't remain there, because that won't help them. That yep. doesn't help them. Yeah. You and I uh, were talking before we went on air, and mm-hmm. one of the things. Uh, back then that I also said to you, if you remember, is that the day that you don't have your heart broken for it, the day you think you know it all and and uh, you can't be taken advantage of because you're just too sharp, that's mm-hmm. the day you need to worry. Yes, I would agree. I because would agree. In, this, in this ministry that we have, sometimes it's hard not to become a little jaded by everything, but the reality is we still need to be pliable and we need to be tender enough to still hurt mm-hmm. for those that are hurting, right? Right, right. And and something that you need to keep in the forefront of your mind when you're ministering to people on the streets, um, to to the lost, is you're you're going to hear stories. And when I say story, I put mm. quotes around that. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't uh, that could have a lot of falsehood to it, and. Um, 
But what I have to keep in the forefront of my mind, it's not my problem. That's it's right. not my problem. They answer to God. So if they are abusing the system, if they are um, trying to get whatever it is they want to get and um, do it in a false way that I'm, I'm there to be faithful to what God calls me to, that's to share the gospel and to make sure they're safe and provide things to keep them healthy. And that's, that's my goal with each and every visit. And if I can do more than that, I certainly do. And that, and that I know that, and I, I see that in you many times over. One of the things that I think all the folks out there need to understand, too, is that you're going to get taken advantage of sometimes. Yes. You know, uh, Kim and I have talked many times about the fact that, you know, I've been there over 18 years, and you do tend to get a little jaded at times, and you you get a little better discernment at times about who's conning you. But after all these years, can I still get conned? Sure. Do I even know sometimes going in to help somebody that I I really think this is probably a scam? Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes. But you know what? What you don't want to do is you don't want to miss the sincere person. Right. And then, you know, you also have to look at what is a lie. Well, a lie is something that you perpetrate that is on purpose to mm -hmm. deceive someone. Many of the stories that we hear are not true, but they're not even lies because the people uh, in whatever condition mentally they are may believe exactly what they're telling you. I think it's important that we qualify what we're talking about here sure. because we're talking about a lot of falsehood. Yeah. And and our uh, the minister, the women's ministry, um, is there to support women, um, of course, with the gospel of Christ, and then and then secondary to their their needs um, through wonderful donations of uh, clothing and accessories and hygiene products. But I'm going to give you a an example of a story and i think you remember we names, just spoke yeah. we yeah. just spoke of that person yeah, um when exactly. i first started i met a woman who um w was coming to me in a wheelchair <laughs> and she was crying and she was expressing that she was sick her tense a mess and and um she just wants to die she just wants to kill herself and i got caught up in that moment and thought oh my goodness and having not experienced that, that was my first week, I came mm -hmm. in and got you and said, mm -hmm. what do I do? So you came out super calmly and patiently and <laughs> said, Thank you. do you want us to call 911 for you? And she was, you know, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And and um, and so our, our wonderful police department showed up. These guys are great. They are, they are at the mission so often. Sometimes, tragically, they're at the mission. Yep. But, um, Paramedics as well. They, right? But yes, they came and about eight, eight of the guys come out and they said, they said her name. Wait a minute. We just dropped you off. Why are you calling us again? You've got to quit doing this because you're taking services away from the city. And, and they looked at me and they said, and by the way, she can walk. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh. I was so I was so I felt so taken and and I uh 
It's those moments that I have to redirect and think, why am I here? Why am I here? I'm here to share the gospel. And so that's my goal. And you know what? She did come back about a year later and came to the closed closet and visited me and went through the Bible study. And so that was really cool. So I feel like seeds are planted. Sure. And and it's it's not my problem if, if someone comes in with a story. I have encountered women who have a lot of true stories of trauma and tragedy and and um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of hurt out there. There's you know, a lot of hurt out there. To your point and, and Kim had alluded to afterwards that you know, that I knew that this lady was conning. Well, I, I thought she was. Right. But the bottom line is I've I've had people give me stories and they weren't true and all that kind of stuff. But here's the other part. And Kim said it a minute ago. These are the lie part of, of what we're doing down there. We get these lies, but we get a lot of truth that comes through yes. there too. Yes. And – Sometimes it's a little hard to separate the truth mm-hmm. from the fact, mm-hmm. and sometimes the truth and and something imagined is woven together, and so you're not exactly sure. But here's what you do: just like in every minister in ministry, you follow and do what God has told you to do, and leave the consequences to Him. If right. we get used, we get used. I right? Mean, you know, if it's their second and third and fourth blanket. And and you know we find that out. We have to we have to give it to the Lord. We have to give it to the Lord. Well, yeah. I know for a fact that there's people that come in and and uh, some, if you were to listen to them, have an extraordinarily large family with children <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that you've never seen, right? Yes, that is very true. <laughs> but I I have to just take it as as face value. Sure, love on them. Sure. Um, and and uh, plant those seeds. Well, and, those seeds. and that's exactly correct. We're all called to be gardeners and, and you know, for the kingdom, right? You know, we it wasn't very long ago. Uh, I was asked if we could supply a bus pass to get to somebody down to another mission. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. that, and we verified that they had accepted this individual, but that didn't happen. And so that would be the hard, the lie part of it, or the maybe they weren't even lying at the time. They just fell off the wagon later right. on. But here's mm-hmm. what does happen. We've had people that we have given bus passes to or yes. bought Greyhound buses to get to another yes, state. Yeah. Not all the time, but on you know rare on occasion. occasion. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely been the right thing to do. Right. I had a woman come in, a young woman come in, um, who had um, shared a story of, of being held hostage and sex trafficked. Um, and she was able to escape um, people she knew. Mm-hmm. People she trusted, mm-hmm. and she came into the mission, and um, I was able to work with her and get her a Greyhound bus pass yep. down s- as far south as she could get, where some people met her on the end of the line. Some legitimate people, and uh, yes, yeah, some legitimate people that were assisting her from leaving right. trafficking, and and um, she called about a month later and said she was working. 
and doing very well. And it's like, oh, those are the moments. Those are the moments when you're just like, oh, God, you were so good. It kind of erases all the tales and, and makes you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm doing something for someone that, that God can use and, and grow and help them develop a relationship with him. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't know what those moments in time speak to them about our hearts to them. Right. There was, and I've told you guys on air before that there was a couple, I would say in their early 40s, and they were married, and they came to the mission. They wanted to get a suit for him, and he had a job interview the next day, and they had right. come from Southern California somewhere. And uh, they were running out of money, but they wanted to get a suit, and they wanted a place to stay overnight. And I said, well, it's a men's shelter. We really don't have facilities for ladies. I remember them. And uh, so we got him the suit. And by the way, before you think uh, hearts and flowers are coming up, he did not get the job. But I overheard her saying to him, and I trust me, they had no idea they, that I was nearby. She said to him, look, uh, we got whatever it was, $40. So you go and sleep there because I'll sleep in the car. You go ahead and sleep there. You need a good night's sleep right. to go do the interview. And shower and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and shower and right. everything. So when I came back out, I said, I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to give you the money for your hotel room. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. was also a tell. She said, well, we have $40. We just need whatever the extra was. I said, okay, right? well, no, no, no. I'm giving you the whole amount. I mm -hmm. want you to take the, the $40. I want you guys to have a good night's rest. I want you to go and have dinner somewhere, mm -hmm. get up, have breakfast, show up for your interview. Right. And, uh, and I said, but I would like you to bring me the receipt mm -hmm. so I can account for it. Well, the majority of that was I wanted to see if they would bring me the receipt. Right. And uh, granted, it was a few years ago, but mm -hmm. sure enough, they showed up with the receipt. He didn't get the job the next day, but he was so willing to take any job, he did get a job within a matter of days. Right. And it wasn't exactly what he was looking for. It was kind of a manual labor thing. Mm -hmm. But he was willing to do anything to work. He was clean. He was sober. So was she. And guess what? It's to your point, it did my heart good. It does. It does. Uh, just, just so our audience knows, it's not recommended that you take a homeless mm -mm. person and put them in a motel. No, um, absolutely not. It's not like the old days. You can't walk in there with cash. Nope. They want a credit card put on file, and if that homeless person trashes that room or steals, you know, the towels, you are charged for it. So be super cautious about that. The towels or the color TV. <laughs> or they yeah. could just party in there with all their friends and completely trash it. Yes. I had to yeah. tell one of the guys from a big church here in Sacramento, he was going to buy a room for a guy. And I said, well, Anymore, they're not going to do that. You have to use your, he's, I, I, they won't take cash. No. And he's, I said, so how are you going to get it? Well, I guess I'll do my credit card. I said, okay. 
And I said, and tomorrow when you get charged thousands of dollars because that room is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it happens. It's, it's super tragic. I, I, I hear about that often, that people reach out. They have a heart of gold. They see someone on the street and they want to help and they get taken that way. So be really cautious. Be really cautious, listeners. I think yeah. that's, that's important. I think it's important, too. I just uh, was talking to so I have a friend who's a pastor as well, and I was at his church, and we were talking to some of the outreach guys. And I, I've, I've always cautioned everybody, every church, everywhere we go, that the homeless are not puppy dogs. They're not—you're uh, sometimes not going to get a thank you and even more, sometimes you're putting yourself in harm's way. Don't go out there and take your kids and your wife and your all those kind of things or a youth group and take them down mm-hmm. at, at night and start ministering to the homeless in dark places because you are asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mental illness. There is yes. a lot of uh, people out there that are up to no good. Are there people who legitimately just need the help? Of course there are. No, the Bible says the poor will always be with us. So yes, there are people out there who need assistance. But you can't always equate every homeless person with being the poor. Sometimes they're out there running and gunning and doing things that you would be surprised. Mm -hmm. So... That's why, you know, one of the reasons that we're here is because we have the infrastructure and we're set up to deal with these things. Right. We've got personnel who've had years of experience with them. Mm-hmm. And still sometimes there's a new twist, right? Right. Right. So and there's uh, a lot of smart people out there on the streets. Oh. Remember right. what we were talking about earlier? That, yeah. That the most unintelligent person on the street can manipulate you out of your socks because that's how they live. Right. It becomes, they just become so seasoned and survival is, is always on the forefront that, um, yeah, they, there's a lot of intelligence out there. There, there There certainly is. is. We only have about a minute and a half left and I'd like you to stay over for another segment if you could. Uh, because we need to talk about some of the services that we're doing sure. and some of the experiences you've had. But trust me, when you see all the things that are wrong that are going on, you can't let that let you you can't let that jade you so much that you miss the percentage of people that are tragic victims out there. Right. And there are. It's yes. just like Kim said. Especially among the women. Do you know where yeah. one of the biggest centers of human trafficking is? Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. And uh, trust me, these ladies don't have a choice. We have one minute. Anything you'd like to say before we go? Um, I am just so honored to uh, serve the mission and the donors who support it. I, I'm grateful for all of you. All right, and I thank all of you as well. And just so you know, Kim is sitting here with a great big giant heart on her <laughs> on her sweater, and she has a great big giant heart that's inside the beating chest. And, oh, well, thank you. And so uh, if you ever want to come down and see what we do, see yes. what the women's clothes closet is, 
then come on down. I'll give you guys a tour or, or Kim will or someone. And so as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.